You are listening to Beltway Beef, official commentary from the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. My name is Ed Frank. I am NCBA's Senior Director of Policy Communications, and joining us this week is NCBA's CEO, Colin Woodall. Colin, thanks for joining us. Great to be with you, Ed. All right. Well, Colin, you've been on the podcast before. Um, you had a longer title the last time you were here, Senior VP of Government Affairs. Uh, congratulations on on being elevated to CEO. I know a lot of people, everybody in the in your organization and in the industry is very excited to see that. So I uh, just wanted to say congratulations. Well, thank you. I'm excited about this. We're off to a great start, already making sure that we are much more vocal in the issues that we're working on. And more importantly, just make sure we're out there being louder in our defense of this industry. Right. And so uh, this week, um, uh, just yesterday, I saw you at the North American Meat Institute, NAMI, um, annual meeting and board of directors meeting uh, in Arlington, Virginia. Um, Colin, just for people who may not know who NAMI is and who their membership is, um, who, who, who is the North American Meat Institute and who are their members? Who, who did you talk to yesterday? So NAMI is made up of packers of all sizes and processors those who are taking the raw material that we're providing in the form of live cattle and turning it into the steaks, ground beef, and other beef products that is ultimately making its way to the consumer. So there is a a natural uh, partnership there and one that we like to take full advantage of in talking to them because not only do we have access to those individual companies, but their trade association team here in Washington, D.C. has been a group that we have worked very closely with before. Okay, so you were over there for most of the afternoon. Uh, you, you sat on a panel with some of the other members of the barnyard groups. I'm um, talking about some of the legislative and federal policy issues um, that are facing the industry. And then you also took part in a beef group meeting later in the afternoon. So what were some of the messages that you delivered and what were some of the questions you got from the NAMI members? Well, let's, let's step back just a moment and talk about why I was there to begin with and why we want to have this relationship. You know, it's really easy in our industry to throw rocks to packers. We see it all the time. We have seen it quite a bit here over the past couple of months in regards to the market turmoil and everything that happened after the Tyson fire in Holcomb. But what separates NCBA from the other groups is that we go out and we talk to people. We just don't throw rocks behind cover of a press release. We go out and have conversations because we feel that that's the only way that we can actually fix problems. And that's a conversation with members of Congress, with the administration, with uh, NAMI, anybody else. Uh, You have to build those relationships if you truly want to be effective in making change. And so that's why I participated. As you said, it was a a barnyard panel made up of not only NCBA, but also the pork producers, the Turkey Federation, and the Chicken Council. And what we find here in Washington, D.C. is that we all, as producer groups, have to work together to leverage our collective resources and to amplify the message that we are sending to the administration and to Capitol Hill. Because when we do that, we are always much more successful. So we talked about issues such as country of origin labeling. We talked about issues like trade and the prospects of passage of USMCA. We also spoke a lot about uh, animal traceability and uh, foreign animal disease preparedness. So all things that are not only on our minds as producers, but also on their minds as packers and processors. 
And then we were able to go into a more beef-specific meeting where I was joined by Greg Haynes, who's the CEO of the Cattlemen's Beef Board, where we had the opportunity to talk about the checkoff, how the checkoff works, the Beef Promotion Operating Committee and the process it is used to select the contractors that receive money from the checkoff, NCBA being one of eight different contractors. So overall, a great opportunity to educate a lot of the packers and process on a program that they're not that familiar with. And we had a lot of feedback that uh, they didn't know how that program worked. And so this was uh, news to them and valuable news to them. So overall, it was good to just educate all these packers and processors on what we're doing and the challenges in our industry. All right. And then maybe just can you give folks just an update on where, uh, what kind of policy, what's next on the policy front? Just give us a preview. Um, you know, we're coming up on an election year next year, of course. Um, Congress is trying to, to basically wrap up its business for the year before we head into a, an election year where traditionally a lot of policy things don't get done. How are we looking on things like USMCA and, and some of the other issues that we've been working on all year? Well, you're right, Ed. Election years are really tough to get a lot of legislation passed. They're even tougher in presidential election years, which, of course, is what we have coming up. So we believe that if we're not successful in getting things done here by the end of the year, our chances of getting them done before the election are pretty slim. And top of mind and leading that list by far is ratification, passage of USMCA, something that we have been working very closely with the Trump administration on. We've been working very closely with the Canadians and the Mexicans as well. And now it is up to Congress to get this thing done. We believe that we have the votes. And if we were to have a vote today, we believe it would pass, both in the House and the Senate. Uh, they are still working on some details. Uh, and that is a conversation going on between U.S. Trade Representative Bob Lighthizer and the House Democrats. We understand that those conversations are progressing and that they are making uh, headway on trying to figure out what is going to be needed to actually schedule that vote. But our message is very clear to the Speaker of the House is to get this thing on the calendar. Let's get a vote so we can pass it and provide certainty to all of us on how our trading relationship will continue with both Canada and Mexico. All right, Colin Woodall, thanks a lot for joining us. Thank you, Ed. You've been listening to Beltway Beef. Until next week, eat beef. Check us out online at policy.ncba.org and follow us on Twitter at, at Beltway Beef. Thanks for listening.